0: Hello, and welcome to the show, all my fellow fans of horror. Thank you for joining me on this fine day or night whenever you're choosing to listen to me. Now, if you don't know how stuff usually works around here, first we have this little introduction segment where I just simply say hi to you, and then we move on our way. Then we go into the narration segment in which I narrate to you a scary story this week our narration will be a sequel to last week's narration aka something is wrong with me part two as always it is done by the lovely author drunk puppeteer be sure to click the link in the description to check out his youtube channel and support him there where he draws art and generally just makes some funny videos uh, then next we move into some horror news. and this week I am talking about three separate horror books. Um, last week, we talked about uh, some horror uh, video games coming out. And then the week before that, we talked about some horror movies. So this week I figured we talk about some horror books instead. And then lastly, we move into our recommendation segment. Uh, In this week, I am recommending a very interesting psychological horror TV show, so be sure to stay tuned for that. As always, I hope you enjoy everything, and I hope I terrify you. So, as always again, sit back, relax, let in that beautiful, beautiful moonlight. And be sure to grab your favorite relaxing beverage as I try to terrify and entertain you. Welcome, my fellow children of the night. Well, this just got a lot worse. I went to work and my body was in so much pain going into that room was such a stupid idea in my condition. Sorry, you're probably pretty confused. Let me start at the beginning. I walked into work and began behind the cash register. It started off normal and nothing really happened at first. That was until my coworker, Akua, asked me to the back. She said she needed help with something. I usually wouldn't care and leave her to do it, but then she screamed, Noah, get your ass over here. It caught me off guard. The customers, or at least the little that were there anyway, looked at me. So despite me being tired as hell and in a lot of pain, I started to jog to the room. And the moment that I walked into the room, my head started to ache like hell. But that was the least of my problems. The entire room was covered in these giant red spider webs, similar, similar to the ones that appeared in the corner of my room before, but these ones were much bigger and were a much brighter shade of her. I turned to Akua and asked, how did you not notice this? She replied with, I just got in here to grab some lettuce and as soon as I opened the door it was like this. I started to wonder, do I call someone and hope it works itself out somehow? Do I run away? Do I stay there and try to help? Well, I didn't really have much time to reflect on what I should do, because before you know it, the pain in my head and stomach suddenly got a lot worse. I felt like collapsing right there and then. I ran to the bathroom and instantly went into one of the toilet stalls. Then there was a strong ringing in my ears. It hurt a lot. My nose started to bleed. And then I began to vomit. It was horrible. And then I felt a lump in the back of my throat. Then it started to scratch, almost like some kind of bug or something. It just added to my already horrible day. I continued to vomit and bleed. No one came to help me. The only other person that came in with some random customer who simply said, oh shit, and then left me. I was pissed off, and you could probably understand why. I wish I would have passed out or something, but I didn't. Luckily, after a while, people finally started to call for help. Akua was screaming bloody murder, and my head was spinning, and spiders started to crawl all over the place, including the bathroom that I was in. Before I knew it, my skin started to itch, just like it had before. Alright, so, you might be wondering what happened next. I mean, you could also just be worried about all the paranormal spider stuff, but I wouldn't blame you for that. Well, I noticed something round, it looked really small, it looked like an egg. I didn't have much time to reflect on it, though, because my main priority was getting the hell out of there. I got up, still shaking and feeling absolutely horrible. I noticed that Akua's car was gone now. I guess she had the right idea before me. Several of the other customers had already also ran away. After getting away from the spider-infested building, I called an Uber, hoping that they would take me in my current state and luckily for me, they did. I guess everybody needs the cash. Naturally, they were a bit grossed out by me though, covered in vomit and having a bloody nose and noticeable bags under my eyes. I looked like I hadn't slept in a long time. Hey, are you okay? Should I call someone? The driver asked me. No, I'm, I'm fine. Just please take me to my destination. The driver replied with, well, okay, if you say so, but there should be a bag back there if you need it, all right? It was a good thing that they gave me that bag because I unfortunately had to use it a few times. Other than that, the ride was going fine until I saw something in the passenger seat. It started to crawl up the seat and made a hissing noise. I still couldn't really tell what it was and how the driver didn't crash the car was nothing short of luck as he started to freak out Good thing for both of us as we were already at the street. I lived on Since my complex was so close to my job. I got out as soon as I could Not wanting them to be forced to deal with this shit for longer than I had to When I got out of the car the thing suddenly disappeared and the uber driver sped away as i stumbled into my apartment complex i got some concerned looks from a few people that were also in the building people asking me if i was okay but i didn't have time to deal with that none of the comments fazed me the only thing that mattered to me at that moment was getting my place For some reason it just felt like I would be safe if I could just reach there. Then the moment I got home, I got in the shower and cleaned myself. That's when I noticed a spider in the shower and was absolutely huge. Its visible bones and bright red color made me wonder how I didn't notice it earlier. I'm not gonna lie, I was completely freaked out over that thing. It didn't look like any normal spider. At first, I tried to kill it with the jet stream from the shower, head, but that didn't work. It just kept crawling towards me with its legs. Then I just finally was able to crush it with my foot. However, before I was able to do that, it bit me. It hurt so bad that I almost fell over. It hurt worse than any spider bite I'd ever felt before. Unfortunately, I have a little crack in my bathroom wall pretty small so I don't usually notice it and I never really cared to fix it just because of how small it was but these other spiders kept crawling out and they seemed to be trying to attack me I quickly left the shower as more and more started to come in as soon as I got out of the shower I got some bug spray and thankfully it worked on them although it took a decent amount of spray to kill them much more than any normal bug. The bite still hurt, but the pain was the least of my problems right now. What happened next really made me worry though. I had somehow managed to fall asleep later that night, although I don't know how. And I had some strange out-of-body experience. I could see myself sleeping, it was strange. When I closed my eyes though, they suddenly opened back up and I didn't even do that on command. I couldn't move. I was held down by something sticky. I looked down as I saw that I was caught in a giant spider web. Not only that, but I was in a red room. The walls were bright with cobwebs all over them. And in the center of the room was him. He had a dark grey skin, almost black, he had a half shaved cut covering part of his face and his hair was puffy which didn't take away from his intimidating appearance with his dark red pants and buttoned sleeves. He was just very formal however he looked like a demon. He walked up to me and looked at me up and down before beginning to speak so how are you feeling little fly are you comfortable what the hell is going on where am i oh i thought it was obvious you're at my place i just put you in my web to keep you from getting away so easily great another realistic nightmare he smirked at me showing off his wide range of sharp fangs Oh, trust me. This is no dream. Like I said, it's my domain, not yours. He started to crawl up to me on the web. When he got close to my head, he grabbed my hair and started to play with it. What are you planning to do with me? Oh, well, I thought it was crystal clear. But I see you need an explanation. Well... I'm just making room for myself because all that unnecessary stuff you got going on Is really getting in my way Wait, is that why I've been vomiting up and all that shit? Indeed, you know Noah, you're so smart. He said sarcastically to me with a smile So what are you gonna do? Eat my soul or something? Oh, no, no. I mean, you barely even have a soul. It would probably just taste like water, if anything. What are you talking about? Well, by the definition of a soul, you do have one. I mean, you have living essence, but you don't have a single drop of personality in you. If anything, I have more muscle than you do. Because, to be blunt with you, if you vanished from the mortal plane, I honestly don't think anyone would notice. So, what, you want me dead? Well, I mean, when you say it like that, uh, it sounds like that it's a passion of mine, you know, killing. But honestly, I don't really care about you or anything you're doing. You're just an obstacle. I'm currently planning to push aside. So what are you doing, then? You know, Noah, you sure like asking questions. It's a bit nosy and arrogant of you to assume that I just spill everything to you. But yes, I am. I mean, you're already such a lifeless husk of a person. I'm just filling up much-needed space. Now, before you yell any more questions at me, let me tell you in advance. This shall be your one and final answer. I will not answer any more questions after this, so choose wisely. I thought about what I should say or ask, knowing that this would be my last one. So I asked. There are a ton of people on this planet. Why in the world would you pick me? Oh, no reason really. I mean, you're young, but that's about it. I just need a blank canvas to start painting on. Hmm, well, look at the time. Looks like you gotta go back to the waking world, Noah. Wait, so this is my dream world, so can I just He covered my mouth, cutting me off, and stopped messing with my hair. Noah, haven't you been listening? This is my domain. This isn't your mind anymore. Now go on your way. He bit down on my hand, his sharp pointed teeth, and started to make low gargling noises. My hand started to bleed as I noticed a cockroach starting to crawl from out of his lips. He temporarily took his teeth out of my flesh, and started... Oh, man, sorry, it was really hard to talk about, I have no idea what's going on. Sorry, I'll get back to it. I felt the cockroaches move and squirm under my skin, their little limbs scratching at me. I yelled and screamed at him. But he only smiled and bit down into my hand harder than before as I felt him tear and gnash at my skin. Then, just like that, I woke up on the couch. I looked down at my right hand. It had a photo of a heart that had a name, Niels, in the middle. It seems he can affect my body in some ways since I couldn't rub it off. Now, I know something is going on. This guy must be some kind of demon or something. I don't know how else I could get bitten in a dream and still have a mark on my hand if it wasn't from something like that. I'm starting to think I should tell somebody about this. So I told Ralph most likely because he's the only person who's really near me. When I did, he surprisingly didn't call me crazy. In fact, he actually was interested in the paranormal as well. The conversation was a bit awkward, though. I wanted to sound formal and serious, as I wanted to take this situation seriously. But instead, I just kind of sounded like a mess as I was stressed out and panicking. Hey, uh, Ralph, can I talk to you for a minute? I need to tell you something. Yeah? What is it, man? What's wrong? Well, I think I might be dealing with some paranormal shit. I've been getting weird dreams, and vomiting as well, and aching and itching. He looked at me, confused, in utter silence. Luckily, it didn't last very long before he started talking again. Okay, well, why do you think it involves something supernatural? Couldn't you just be getting sick or something? Well, look at it, look at this. In my dream, some demon guy or something bit down on my hand as cockroaches went through my skin and I still have this mark where he bit me. I showed him my hand, showing him the mark. Noah, you know you sound crazy talking about Dean's weird things appearing on your hands after you sleep and creepy dreams, right? Well, yeah, but I'm not crazy, okay? I don't know what you can do, since I don't think you're really into this kind of stuff, I guess. I don't know. I'm just looking for help. Not really into that. <laughs> Noah, look at me. He took off his coat to... Show off his shirt, which proudly said paranormal activity, and I instantly felt stupid. So, you're with me then? You want to help me figure this out? Hell yeah, man. I'm on board. Because one, I don't want you to have to deal with that on your own. And two, real paranormal shit is scary, but also cool as hell. Not saying I want you to get possessed or anything, but I'm here to help you. I was kind of surprised, but also slightly annoyed as he didn't really seem to take the situation completely seriously and seemed to just be fanboying. But nonetheless, I thanked him. And just like that, we've been doing some research and quickly realized that Niels was the name of the demon. That was hunting me, or whatever you want to call him. He said that it might be the type of demon that affects the mental state and slowly affects reality through a vessel, or me in this case. I like Ralph. He's a nice guy. I almost wished I talked to him earlier about this sort of thing, or just talked with him at all. But, you know, that's not important right now. What is important is that I got somebody who knows about this kind of stuff and is on my side. I'll update you all when I know more. Man, what a story that was. I know it was longer than last time. In fact, about twice as long. But I think it was completely worth it, as we got to learn a lot more about the whole universe that this story takes place in. Again, be sure to support the author's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash drunkpuppeteer. There should be a link to it in the description of this episode. Now, without further ado, let's get into some horror news. Uh, Last time I talked about some horror video games and the time before that I talked about some horror movies So this time I'm going to be talking about some upcoming horror novels So the first one we will be looking at here today is called The Year of the Witching By Alex Henderson I'm gonna give you guys the quick rundown of the book here In the lands of Bethel where prophet's word is law, Emmanuel More's very existence is blasphemy. Her mother's union with an outsider of a different race cast her once proud family into disgrace. So she does her best to worship the Father, follow holy protocol, And lead a life of submission, devotion, and absolute conformity like all the other women in the settlement. But a mishap lures her into the forbidden dark wood surrounding Bethel, where the first prophet once chased and killed four powerful witches. Their spirits are still lurking there, and they bestow a gift on her. The journal of her dead mother, who she is shocked to learn once sought sanctuary in the woods. Fascinated by the secrets in the diary, she finds herself struggling to understand how her mother could have consorted with the witches, but when she begins to learn grim truths about the church and its history, she realizes the true threat to Bethel is its own darkness. And she starts to understand that if Bethel is to change, it must begin with her. It sounds like a very interesting book. I hope you enjoyed that rundown. I simply can't wait for it, to be completely honest. I love dark horror fantasy, and honestly, I just love fantasy in general. The struggle that the main character looks like she's going to be going through throughout the course of the story seems really interesting and intriguing. I like the whole dynamic where, like, uh, like everything gets kind of turned on its head. Like, the whole routine gets turned on its head. Like, how uh, she feels like she needs to leave a life of devotion to this uh, church that uh, seems like it's, like, all absolute and everything like that. But then she realizes that uh, everything's not what it seems. I love I love stories like that. And I'm uh, curious to see how the character grows as she, like, slowly discovers more and more information about it all. Uh, The book is set to hit shelves July 21st of 2020. So, luckily, we only have to wait a few more weeks to get our horror-loving hands on it. I simply can't wait. Um, I'm probably going to be picking it up myself. And uh, if I do pick it up for myself, um, I'll recommend it in the recommendation section of the podcast if I enjoyed it enough. So I guess we can all look forward to that. Uh, let's see here. The next book I'm going to be talking about is called Mallory by Josh Mailerman. <laughs> it's a interesting last name. Uh, the cool thing about this book is is that it's actually the sequel to the book slash movie that came out called Bird Box, uh, yeah, by the way, uh, in case you didn't know, the movie that was on Netflix, uh, was based off a book called Bird Box, and, uh, this book is going to be a sequel to it. Um, so, yeah, anyway, here's a quick summary of the book. In the 17 years since the creatures appeared, many people have broken that rule. Many have looked... Many have lost their minds, their lives, their loved ones. In that time, Mallory has raised her two children, Olympia and Tom, on the run or in hiding. Now, nearly teenagers, survival is no longer enough. They want freedom. When a census by their refuge, he is not welcome, but he leaves a list of names of survivors building a future beyond the darkness and on that list are two names that Mallory knows two names for whom she'll break every rule and take her children across the wilderness in the hope of becoming a family again honestly this book sounds absolutely amazing I really like the premise of it uh, I'm glad we'll get more information on what exactly is going on in the world that uh, these two books take place in. Um, as a main complaint of the previous installment, again, the book slash film Bird Box, was that we didn't really get much explanation as to how or why events were going on. They kind of just dropped us right into it and didn't really explain anything. Like, they didn't tell us, like, uh, like where the creatures really came from Or anything Or at least if they did Then I just missed it uh, per- uh, Personally I thought that Bird Box was a bit blown up I mean don't get me wrong I like the film In fact I love the film It's just that I don't understand How it got so unbelievably popular So unbelievably fast um, Like it was a good like Like I said it was a good horror movie I really liked it I really thought it was really well made um, I'm just not sure how it got, uh, so like hyped up right away, but I am happy that it's getting a sequel. I'm happy that it's getting, uh, expanded upon. Uh, maybe this book will be turned into a movie as well. Probably will as, uh, you know, money, <laughs> uh, nonetheless, uh, I am excited about this book and can't wait to see the story get continued. Uh, this book actually comes out as the same day as the previous book I talked about on July 21st of 2020, so it looks like we'll be getting a double feature that day. Can't wait. Alright, um, I've decided that I'm actually going to talk about three horror items this time instead of the usual two, as I felt like this segment kind of went on too fast because I only talked about two things. So from now on, I'll be uh, trying to talk about uh, three horror things that you should be looking forward to. So, uh, the next book I'll be talking about here is, uh, something a little different from the previous two horror novels that I talked about. Uh, it's called Clown in a Cornfield by Adam Caesar. Uh, as always, here is uh, the summary slash rundown. Quinn Maybrook and her father... Have moved to a tiny boring town called Kettle Springs to find a fresh start but what they don't know is that ever since the bay Pen corn syrup factory shut down Kettle Springs has cracked in half on one side are the adults who are desperate to make Kettle Springs great again and on the other are kids who who want to have fun make prank videos and get out of kettle springs as quick as they can kettle springs is caught in a battle between old and new tradition and progress it's a fight that looks like it will destroy the town until Frendo, the bay pen mascot a creepy clown in a pork pie hat Goes homicidal and decides that the only way for Kettle Springs to go back to its call, the rotten crop of kids who live there now. So, as you can see, this book is a little bit different than the other horror novels that I talked about. Uh, like, for example, the whole like premise just doesn't seem like it's a straight-up horror. Uh, or maybe it becomes that, like, it just seems like it's a divide that later becomes horror, so, yeah, it, that's why it's kind of different, also just the premise is pretty interesting, um, I do get some, uh, Children of the Corn vibes with, uh, the whole kids versus adult thing, as, uh, that book... Children of the Corn is about uh, kids who, like, overthrew adults in this town and, like, started their own, like, cult and everything. Obviously, this is a bit different, though, with its premise and motivations and everything. But, uh, actually I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, I actually, I really like the concept. It sounds very, very interesting. Um, I like the whole, like, um, whole, like, progress versus, like, tradition uh uh divide that the town will be going through and um uh, I'm really uh interested to see how like uh, Quinn and her father will um, uh, will deal with this whole thing I wonder who's gonna come out on top in the end and also who just doesn't like a killer clown <laughs> um anyway the book is gonna be uh released August 25th of 2020. So we only got to wait uh, about a month or I guess over a month to, to see it's released. I will personally be picking it up. So let's hope it makes us shiver to our core, everybody. Uh, now with those three books out of the way, let's get into this week's horror recommendation segment. Alright, welcome to the recommendation segment of the podcast, where I give you a recommendation on a piece of horror media that I think you should check out if you haven't already. This week, I I am recommending a horror TV show, which is a show called Hannibal, which came out April 4th, 2013, and lasted three seasons, ending on August 29th, 2015. This TV show is about... Hannibal when he was younger Hannibal Lecter, I should say when he was younger and wasn't known as being the murderous cannibal yet Right now. He's just a psychologist this show shows Hannibal and Fellow psychologist Will Graham as well as other characters solve crimes and also deal with Will Graham's degrading sanity and mental state as his job starts to take a toll on him I really like this show, as it shows us Hannibal's backstory, and is just very, very well-written. It also kind of, like, humanizes Hannibal, in a way. Um, I really like how it shows us just Hannibal's, like, backstory in general. uh, So that we know him, like, as, like, something else than just, you know, like, the the clever, smart cannibal that we usually know him as. Um, I also just love all the characters, as they are... Uh, also very well written and very likable. Um, the show also just constantly makes you wonder, like, what's going on, like, in a good way. Like, it makes you, like, um, constantly wonder what's gonna happen next, as if you were also there trying to solve the crime yourself. Uh, and, like, like, it doesn't make you feel like you're just, like, a bystander. It makes you feel like you're there, like, uh, trying to solve the crime with the main characters. Even makes you like question who you should root for at like certain points in the show, um, as it takes you on like this big psychological ride. I love it. Um, I highly recommend this show to all horror fans, especially if you like uh, psychological horrors like me. I absolutely love psychological horrors. Uh, I'm currently playing a game called uh, Call Cthulhu, which is a psychological survival horror game um, that I really like. Uh, and if you're a fan of just, like, Hannibal Lecter in general, I'd recommend this for you as well, as, uh, Hannibal, like, shines brightly in this show. The actor who played him did a very, very good job. Um, and you don't just have to take my word for it, either. Uh, the show currently has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, that just goes to show you just how many people love this show, and, uh, Just how many people, like, have tuned in. Uh, There are three seasons of the show, all of which are available on DVD, Blu-ray, digital, and the entire show is currently on Netflix as well. So uh, be sure to check it out in any of those ways. Uh, I'm sure you'll love it as much as I do, if not more. Um, Like I said, the show is... uh very big psychological ride as it constantly like uh, makes you question things. Uh, Fun fact, um, the show, I mean not the show, the movie Silence of the Lambs is uh, actually the movie that made me want to become a psychologist. Uh, Just like seeing with uh, like what Clarice did with, um, uh, with Hannibal and like all that stuff just really interested me and made me want to study it more. And made me think of uh, psychology uh, just being really interesting. So, yeah, the show is simply just called Hannibal. Uh, Like I said, currently on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital, as well as on Netflix. So, uh, again, check it out in any of those ways. I'm sure you'll enjoy it as much as I did. unfortunately, everyone, all things must come to an end. Now, I hope I both terrified and excited you as always this week. I'm really glad you decided to tune in as it means the absolute world to me to just have you sit here and listen. I really enjoy telling scary stories. I've always liked horror and I hope that if you weren't the biggest fan of horror, I hope that I'm getting you into it and making you consider it as always uh be sure to support the author of this week's horror narration again it is drunk puppeteer click the link in the description to check out his youtube channel um yeah i hope you enjoyed this week's episode uh if you are interested in supporting me in more ways than just simply watching uh i do have a patreon which is also located, link in the description, or you can go to patreon.com slash childrenofthenight. There you can support me more than you already are just by sitting here watching and get yourself some extra goodies in the process. Remember, it is not mandatory in any way, shape, or form. It is a completely optional thing. Just there in case you want to support me in a different way. As always, thank you again for watching. New episodes come out every single Friday, so be sure to tune in next Friday for the next episode. And until then, farewell, good night, and sweet dreams to all of my fellow children of the night.